There is a thin veil that protects humanity from the horrors and darkness of the other. Within the other lives everything that our minds can bring to imagination. Or maybe it is not imagination at all, and just a thinly veiled reality that our mind cannot believe to be true. The veil is the will of humanity to protect the innocent from the dangerous and the horrible. A pursuit to ensure that the darkness of the other does not consume the world. The vanguard are those who uphold the veil, who know the truth of the horrors and fight it every day to protect the innocent. They must ensure that the balance is maintained and the darkness held at bay. We are the vanguard of the veil. It's happening again. I am not sure how B is involved, but she had someone contact me after an incident at the Brightview Center. She has no memory of the first insurgents, but recent activity has informed me that the veil is weakening again. Contact Elaine from Dulce Periculum when you get this message. Let him know we all need to meet up and discuss what our next step is. Also let him know that his grandson is involved. Welcome everyone to another session of the Vanguard of the Veil, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast powered by the Apocalypse System. I am your keeper, Fred, and my pronouns are he, him. And joining with us tonight, Tim. Hey everyone, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm playing Andy, and our pronouns are he, him. V. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for coming back and listening. It's so awesome to be in your ear holes with your brain. Uh, I am playing B, and our pronouns are she, they. Matthew. Hi, I'm Matthew. I am here, too. I play Agent C, and our pronouns are he, him. I feel like a lot happened last week. So, Matthew, what happened? On the last exciting episode of Vanguard of the Veil, having infiltrated Brightview Rehab Center, Agent C encounters Jordan, a suspicious orderly transporting a patient in a wheelchair. The orderly runs and Agent C gives chase, catching and apprehending him. When questioned about the situation and shown the trap door, the orderly tries to flee and has his arm broken by Agent C. The team begins to suspect that there's more to Brightview than meets the eye, especially when they come across a drug known as macabre. Penelope, a manager at the rehab center and wife to known asshole Brent from the DEP, accosts the team. B defuses the situation, but when Penelope tries to drug B, B burns Penelope's arms, just as the police show up. Okay. Uh, So I forgot it was Agent C that broke Jordan's arms. Yeah, I'm dangerous. (laughs) A loose cannon. You thought Frank was a rascal. (laughs) V, you currently have Penelope's arm in your hand it is scorching from the fire magic that is being expelled from your palm jesus the police have just entered into the hallway and now one of the officers is looking into this closet room that you're in and penelope is unconscious hanging limply in your grasp 
What do you do? Uh, so I am going to say, hand me that thing. Uh, I got to put this lady out. Her arm is on fire. Are you saying this to the police officer? Yeah, yeah, because this is an emergency. Please roll manipulate someone. Oh, no. Gatekeep girl boss queen. Got to add the gaslighting. <laughs> That's a seven. Okay. Oh. It's a partial success. Good enough. <laughs> what thing are you indicating? Like, are you leading him to, like, a towel, a bucket of water? What are you trying? We're in the closet. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, like a yeah, standard janitorial just like closet. A, a blanket or a sheet or something. Like, something that I would want to put over the the arm. Okay. Put it out. He immediately grabs what look like folded bundles sheets uh, and kind of tosses it towards you. Oh, thanks. Oh, God. And I, I just start, like, pressing the uh, the sheets into her and extinguish the fire. Okay, you need to explain what's going on here. Uh, this lady, she just uh, ran in here, arm ablaze, and I said, ma'am, ma'am, you need to stop, drop, and roll, stop, drop, and roll. But she wouldn't. She just kept coming at me. So I was like, get back, get back. And, um, well, as you can see... She needs emergency services. Could you please call the on your little boop boop? And I point to his radio. Um, he looks at you. Uh, it does not seem like he is 100% believing your story. We need a backup uh, ambulance to Brightview Medical Center. Uh, we have a woman with third degree burns. We also have another man with a broken arm. Uh, we're going to need uh, several ambulances. Immediately. Thank you. Okay, ma'am. I'm going to have to ask you to stay here. Uh, I'm going to have the rest of my officers uh, take this lady out of this room. Um, and we're going to have some more questions for you. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'd be so happy to help. Two more officers come in. Um, at this point, Agency and Andy, you're welcome to do whatever you'd like. Two more officers come in and uh, they start lifting the lady up and, yeah. and taking her out into the hallway. I believe I'm in Penelope's office. Yeah. Trying you, to see, that's right. You are. Yeah. To see if there's any uh, hot info, you know, okay. anything I can glean from papers, documents, fucking, you name it, buddy. So do you have a specific move you'd like to use or are you Let's going to Let's just go ahead and do investigate a mystery, right? Okay. Like, I don't go know what else would be. Okay, I have a cat in my arm. Let's. I'm going to roll left-handed tonight because of, of who's a little boy. That can't go well. It didn't go bad, but uh, it's my continued hell of not failing, but rolling a seven. Okay, so you have a partial success. Okay. You can ask any question you want, and it doesn't have to right. kind of be from that list because we're beyond the whole like yeah. monster mystery aspect of yeah. it. There's a larger mystery that you guys are trying to kind of solve that might not be solved in this arc. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I you know, I think something as general as, oh, look at this. Uh, this is a, a strange amount of money for this or proof that she knew about. I don't know, <laughs> drilling a hole there or even uh, uh, records of the drugs they have, like the Sigmas and whatnot. But basically looking for any incriminating ev evidence. Could that could that be like a what is being concealed here kind of thing? That's what I was kind of thinking as well. 
Okay, great, great. So you kind of start by rifling through the desk and, and there's nothing really satisfactory there. And then you start going through filing cabinets. Once again, you're finding very standard medical like folders and charts mm-hmm. on patients. Um, so you sit down at her desk and start going through her computer um, and after a little bit of searching, you're able to find uh, what looks like email correspondence, and uh, there are very interesting messages being sent back and forth to somebody named Kuska Konietzko. This person, their email is associated to LIF Pharmaceuticals. Okay. Um uh, uh, Andy is a cool guy. He has a special USB stick that he keeps on his key ring. You know what I'm saying? And he wants to put that in and download said emails. Yeah, absolutely. And you can do so. Uh, and you do so prior to anybody locating it. You know, you. I'm still looking at that download bar. Go click, 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 click. Come on. Come on. It's like, oh, it's pretty quick, actually. Okay. Yeah, the emails aren't extremely large files, no. and it actually goes a lot quicker than you expected. Like, oh. It, it was over, and you just kind of were standing there, just like assuming it hasn't even started yet. Yeah, <laughs> look down, <laughs> like keeping watch, like, oh, it's been done for three minutes. Okay. Um, Agency, you currently have a handcuffed, sniveling and crying Jordan who has a broken arm. Uh, and there is also an incapacitated, like unconscious Jeremy sitting in a wheelchair nearby. Uh, the police are coming up to you. Do you allow them to start the conversation? Oh, I, I assume when they, they were like running past us, I would have tried to flag some of them down in an effort to kind of try and detract them from either going after B or finding out what Andy's up to. Okay, sure. So as you do. It reminds me, is Frank with me? Because I know we sent Gina to go send the drug sample over to the lab. Yeah, so Gina is gone. Um, She is the one that originally called uh, the ambulance for you guys, uh, which uh, probably coincided with the police showing up as well. Um, But... Frank is nowhere to be found, and and you find that odd because he was very close to you like mere moments ago. But once the police showed up, he kind of dipped, it looks like. I know he's got a prior relationship with law enforcement, (laughs) but I would definitely try and like flag flag someone down. Do you have your firearms out? I don't recall. No, firearms away, but badges out. Just because you know, okay. I got, because I have my, you know, one one hand's got the has got Jordan on it, and then I have my badge in the other hand. Like this is totally normal. <laughs> Please state your name and department. Yeah, I'm uh, Agent C with NS9. We're not familiar with that. Is that uh, some kind of medical department? Are you with the rehab center? Uh, we're federal. We're uh, we're part of national security. Uh, we were. Uh, investigating a, another uh, property that had some squatters in it. Uh, we were following some underground tunnels that led us to this facility here. The individual that is currently uh, handcuffed to me uh, uh, was uh, refusing to cooperate with the investigation. And uh, <laughs> in a scuffle, uh, I managed to break his arm. However, uh, due to the nature of our investigation, I took a precaution of uh, handcuffing him to me. You said that you are investigating this man for some kind of, you said, narcotics. Is that correct? Uh, No. Uh, However, uh, I have reason to believe that uh, 
He is up to no good. Got it. What did you say that originally happened? Oh, we were investigating a property uh, that had some squatters in it. There was a subterranean cavern in that building uh, that led us to this facility here. Uh, we believe that uh, that is that that case is connected with what's going on here. Or correction, mm-hmm. that what's going on here is connected with what was going on over there. And what do you assume that is? Well, we're still trying to figure that out, but I did find this, and I will present one of the other baggies of macabre. Okay, it's... I did, I did find this on the individual, this individual. And what is this, like heroin or meth or something? Uh, we need to have it tested. We're not sure yet. But uh, the street drug name for it is macabre. So he had one baggie of drugs on him. You broke his arm and then handcuffed him to you. Well, he had he had at least two bags on him because I, I sent one of my uh, associates back to our laboratory to have it uh, uh, tested. <laughs> and this is a national security case. Uh, yes. How is some junkies with drugs a national security case? Oh, well, it undermines it's our entire society. Manipulate someone. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> up until that point, you were telling the truth, but it just uh, wasn't. So, okay. So it is a 10 with my minus one. Okay. So you are absolutely successful. Um, so he goes, okay, well, uh, what we'll do is we'll uh, take him back to the station. Um, we'll take this drug as well. And we'll have our uh, chemists, you know, they will... Uh, put some tests on it. It'll probably just come up as some kind of street methamphetamines or something along those lines. And, uh, you know, unless there's anything else you need uh, from the suspect. No, I did. Uh, I, I've questioned him. He's not really being cooperative. However, I did call a uh, or my team has called a uh, an ambulance for him. So hopefully uh, he probably needs to be treated before uh, he's uh, uh, detained. OK, it would be well, you would be uh, bad form to to do that. <laughs> Well, you could go ahead and uncuff him. We'll take it from here. Absolutely. And I'll uh, I'll pull out the key. I'll take off the cuffs. And these are mine. I'll hold on to these. So at which point two officers are carrying uh, a woman covered in sheets out <laughs> into the hallway. He starts escorting Jordan. <laughs> I'm sorry. Covered in a sheet? The whole body? Uh, yes. Uh, she's not dead. It's She's unconscious. Uh, it's, oh. I believe she was burned badly i'm not sure what happened in there sorry i i I, you know this is a i assume a medical facility i when i saw her covered i thought she might have been killed or dead well it's a good thing she's not agent i i absolutely agree it would be an absolute we have a suspect inside the closet that we believe might have harmed this woman so we're gonna have to continue to investigate that as well uh yes we actually came in through a closet um this trap door under there. I think you'll find that uh, that tunnel system is here too. Probably worth you knowing, but uh, my team's uh, dealing with that if you have too much on your plate. Okay. So you say this woman came in here and she was on fire and you grabbed her arm that was on fire and then I showed up. That's kind of an odd story, don't you think? You're talking to B now, right? Yes, that is correct. I'm sorry, am I being detained? Well, we are currently keeping all of our suspicions up at this point. Uh, I mean, you are a person of interest. Uh, We have an unconscious woman with a burned arm, and we still haven't figured out how that happened. Sure, yeah. 
What is this hatch in this ground next to you? This hatch in the ground next to me? There's a hatch in the ground. And he, while still keeping his firearm unholstered but not pointed at you, he kind of steps to the side around you and looks down the hole and goes, okay, is this like a a waste hatch? What what is this for? Uh, I'm actually not sure, sir. Again, this is not my facility. I was following some friends. I don't know if you saw them out in the in the main corridor there. Um, I'm sure that they would actually be able to provide you with more information than I can. Um, but yeah, I was just with them and uh, I, you know, heard some some weird noises and thought I might be of assistance. So uh, I followed and here we are. I'm extremely confused. So you don't actually work at this facility. I don't work at this facility. And how did you come to enter this facility? As I said, sir, through this trap door that we didn't know led to this closet in this facility. And he kind of takes a look into the hole, the hatch on the ground. So now at this point, he is not paying attention to you. And he kind of like sticks his head into the hatch and he's looking down this obviously dug out tunnel that does not look like it should be a part of this facility. Okay, ma'am. Um, we're going to have to take you back to the station for questioning. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the assault on this woman and uh, you telling me that uh, you don't work at this facility and you came through this here, uh, I'm going to have to take you in and ensure that there isn't any foul play here. Um, I'm sorry. Do you have a witness or someone that can that can essentially prove to you that there was any foul play. Well, you have my own statement. I was the only one able to give a statement. uh, um, (laughs) Ma'am. I don't know if you realize this, but uh, your hand was on fire and you were holding this woman's arm. And uh, it does not seem like you've made any attempt to try to heal or Look at your hand. Um, this woman is unconscious. She has third-degree burns on her arm. There's a lot of questions that uh, we're going to have to take you in for. Third-degree burns? Did, did you receive some sort of a medical training? Are you a, a licensed physician? Well, we all do actually take EMT courses as police officers. Uh, it is well, a requirement that... by the state and the city of Mea Culpa. That's wonderful. I'm so glad to hear that. Are you going to come in willingly or... I was just waiting for your probable cause. The probable cause of your attack on this woman? Um, no, that wasn't actually what happened. And again, I am the only person that you've taken a statement from. And I did not say that I hurt this woman. And in fact, that woman has not said anything to you. So perhaps she's the person that you need to speak to in order to determine whether or not I am a person of interest. Uh, Officer Anderson, uh, sorry to interrupt. I just want to let you know that um, we just interviewed the young man that had the broken arm. Uh, He has specifically informed us that he was assaulted by, well, they claim that they're agents. I'm not 100% sure, but uh, they actually came into this facility and attacked everybody in this facility. Ma'am, if you can turn around and put your hands behind your back, please. Uh, That's not necessary. I'll willingly come with you. <laughs> uh, that is not standard procedure. I am going to have to place handcuffs on you unless you resist. Uh, sure, but I'll have hands in front of my back. 
in, I have an in front in front of you in, instead of behind yeah. your back. Okay, that's yeah. fine. Absolutely. And he will start to pull out his handcuffs. Do you put your hands forward? Sure, of course. And then he places his handcuffs around you. And then he points out towards the door. He doesn't place his hands on you otherwise. Okay. So where are we going? Which car is yours? Uh, it's outside the facility. We'll have to walk out there. Uh, I mean, there's no point in me describing the car now. I mean, most of our cars look exactly the same. Which number is yours? 237. 237. Okay. Good to know. Do you always drive the same car? Uh, I mean, I, we probably have a six or seven cars that we rotate through. I mean, we don't always drive the same car. Okay. I was just wondering. I've never actually been in the back of a police car or in the front of the police car or near a police car. You've never been near a police car? Mm, not really. I don't really have any reason to be. Although, a few days ago, I did serve up some Egg McMuffins and McCafe coffees to some of your fellow officers of <laughs> the law. Well, that's mighty kind of you, ma'am. It was. If you just wouldn't mind, let's go ahead and just keep walking down to the front. I assume they're walking past us. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you're you're watching all of this happen right now. Oh, hey, uh, officer, uh, what's going on? Uh, that's uh, that's one of my uh, team members there. Uh, yes, I'm sorry. Who are you? Oh, agency with NS9. Uh, I've already provided a statement uh, and turned over uh, one of the uh, suspects to their custody. Uh, yeah, officer. Uh, that this agent uh, has informed us that he works for the National Security Division, uh, that he was uh, chasing what sounds like some squatters and somehow found an underground tunnel into this facility. Um, I mean, that's as far as we got, I feel like. Oh, uh, there were some drugs that were apprehended on an orderly here, uh, something that looked like heroin or meth. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at. You know what people on meth and heroin sometimes do? They use a lighter. Well, I was say they <laughs> lie, but uh, so so I'm sorry. What is my uh, team, my associate? Uh, what is she being uh, arrested for? Putting out a fire? For Well, she's being taken back to the station for questioning. She assaulted a woman who, and from what I believe, lit her on fire, and she is unconscious. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, does, does my associate have any paraphernalia that could have light, lit a fire, started a fire on her? I mean, it seems, it seems weird that someone would just spontaneously combust. Yes. Well, that's what her first story was, that a woman spontaneously combusted and came into this room, at which point she grabbed her burning arm and then asked me to provide something to put her burning arm out of. Oh. That was her story. Um, actually, no, sir. You are inferring uh, something which is completely incorrect. I said that a woman on fire came at me and that... I didn't want to be caught on fire, and so I pushed back, and at that time, you came through the door, I asked you for the towels, or sheets, and then I put out the fire. Oh, so then- In, in some instances, I would be considered a hero. So what you're saying is this woman ran into the room on fire and attacked you? I didn't say she attacked me. Oh, Again, I apologize. You, I, I keep you using words. To yes, use aggressive words. Uh, allow allow me to change the words. This woman came into the room on fire. Yeah. So she passed your agent here. This woman on fire. Is that I'm correct, not agent? Sure. 
I, I've seen this individual. Well, I, sorry, I don't know who is who is covered because he was covered in a sheet. I I can't say I I don't know who was burned. Okay, so you didn't see anybody on fire run into this room. I, I didn't see any. I, I mean, I, I I think I I have more recently smelled some like some burning, but I I haven't seen any fire. Okay, and and what was your full name, Agent? Oh, I'm just Agency. You can call me Charlie. Do you have a card? <laughs> Absolutely. I'll pull out my card that says my name is Agency. Okay. And it's not. Does it have any number. information? Your your like contact information, and like NS nine, mea culpa. It's got a very generic email and uh, like a, a desk number, or like, okay. or like, well, uh, what's her name? Uh, not Q. <laughs> Del- D-, D Delilah. Delilah's number. Delilah. <laughs> yeah, her. <laughs> well, Asian, if we have any more questions for you, then we will definitely get in contact with you. Obviously, your stories aren't matching up right now, and uh, I'm just curious to what happened to this woman who's unconscious, and I just want to make sure that she's okay. Absolutely. Um, well, uh, one more thing. There is this uh, this patient here, um, just in the wheelchair here, probably need to find someone who can help take care of them. They, they look like they may need some assistance. I'll go ahead and, and roll this man outside. I believe the ambulance is already here and taking care of both the man with a broken arm and also the woman who was caught on fire. Uh, and then now we have uh, what looks like a sedated and unconscious person in a wheelchair. So uh, definitely a lot of things that don't look on the up and up. I would be worried about this facility, honestly. Perhaps if we hadn't come here, we wouldn't have uncovered such a weird situation. With drug addicts. Anyway. Goddamn, that's a lot of cops. You guys got here quick? <laughs> Andy. Uh, sir, do you work here? I, I just saw you come out of the uh, the office here. No, 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 I don't work here. I work uh, at NS9 with uh, these fine folks here. Thank you, officer. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, and okay. Andy, here's my assistant. Yes. Got I, it. Uh, I'm a, kind of like a trainee. Kind Is there somebody in the office that we could speak to to find out what's going on here then? Well, we were supposed to be meeting with the uh, manager of the facility. Yeah. Wasn't her name like Penelope or something? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, she's married to a guy named uh, Brent. Yeah, Brent's a real bad guy. We so know you might want to check on him. Um, yeah. Yeah, Brent Flores. He's a real piece of work. Okay. All right, bye. And I just start like kind of walking out. Now, at this point, he's escorting. He's... He's pushing the wheelchair and there's a handcuffed bee. Are you just going to walk in front of him and walk with him or do you stay behind? Oh, I'll stay a couple steps behind. I'll walk, okay. I'll walk out with, with them if uh, they're not going to stop me. So there's a couple of ambulances outside. There's probably like three cop cars outside. There's probably like half a dozen people. Ten, uh, ten cops, three cars. <laughs> <laughs> One uh, I would probably say like four, maybe four to five cops uh, and probably about like maybe three to four EMTs. And they are all just kind of helping various people. You see uh, Jordan being attended to. You see Penelope being attended to. Um, and then another one runs up to where the cop is and starts looking over the guy in the wheelchair. Um, at which point uh, Officer Anderson goes, okay, well, um, this car here, this uh, car with the number 237 on it is is my car. So let me go ahead and open the door for you, and then we'll just take you in for questioning. Well, and, uh, uh, what's, what's, what's happening here? Uh, B, do you need uh, representation? Yeah, call my lawyer. Okay, I'll call the company lawyer. <laughs> the, the no, agency. no, 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 no. 
Not your lawyer. My lawyer. We will call your lawyer. Who's, and who's, your, who's, your, who's your lawyer again? Andy, Andy, go into my... Go into my bedroom. Okay. There is a small cabinet behind my bed. Okay. Inside behind of it is a small rod. Okay. Pull out that rod. Okay. Twist it open. And inside is a piece of parchment. Okay. Use that piece of parchment to then go into my closet. What? Okay. Where okay. there is a safe. Safe. Yes. Use the parchment code to enter the safe. Okay. Then, yes. once you're within the safe, you're going to re- retrieve a key. Uh-huh. Take that key uh-huh. and open the box underneath the bathroom cabinet. Okay. In there, you're going to lift up the fake bottom uh, of that cabinet. Okay? Uh, yeah. Yeah. B, before yeah, you get ahead of yourself. All of my- B, <laughs> B, before you get ahead of yourself, does Andy have a key to even get into your apartment? Or, I mean, do Yeah. Do, oh. oh. Okay. Of yeah, <laughs> Andy has a copy of all of my keys, and in fact, Andy, I'm going to give the key you a that copy opens of the, the the safe that's under <laughs> the bathroom counter. Uh, two to seventeen keys, I do not have a copy of. <laughs> all right, so under the bathroom counter, you're going to look in the false bottom. Yes, and there is a steel box. Yes, it's unlocked. Okay, and it has all of my important business cards in a Rolodex. Okay, okay, yeah, and you're no, going to be looking. For one, Samuel Brady Esquire. Samuel Brady Esquire. Sounds like a real swell guy. Wait, Samuel J. Brady? That lawyer? That's the one. Oh, no, oh, yeah. that guy. Oh, that guy's got... a real piece of get... shit. I, I remember him. <laughs> wait, wait, how do you guys know Samuel J. Brady? Oh, he's, 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 like he's, billboards 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 all over the place. <laughs> he's on TV. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Just in case Samuel have... doesn't want me to say any of this, I'm going to give a different name. Okay. Call my lawyer, Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> Alexander J. Skarsgård? That's shit. the one. <laughs> Not the actor, the lawyer. The lawyer. That's right. They get mixed up oh, all the time. Boy. They look the same. Okay, yeah, well, you don't say anything, just in case. I wouldn't. And at that point, he opens the door and kind of motions for you to get into the car. And uh, whenever they let you out, just give us a call. We'll pick you up. Yeah, yeah, Sounds yeah. good. Uh, agency, I got I got a boot scoot. Get a drop of dookie? What? No. Uh. B is being arrested. Well, you're, we don't have the van. Gina has the van. And they're, can, can he ride with you? I'll just get an Uber. As we drive away, I want to, like, throw my head out the window and say, Andy, plug in my Nintendo Switch. I left it on the counter and it's on. <laughs> they let you roll down the windows? What? <laughs> what? Why is it on? Like, is it just I told like you to perpetually stop doing that. on? <laughs> it was updating. Yeah, Grinding steps for pokey eggs. <laughs> no. <laughs> or maybe, I don't know. Because I, I have a lot to do. I got to get out of here. Do you guys need me to steal a car? I could probably steal one of these cop cars oh, and hey, get us Frank. back to uh, hey, Frank. Andy's place. Frank, I think no, we got a lot of heat car. right now, so probably not the best time. Although we call it requisitioning in the business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, can't we just like walk out on the street, stop a car with our hand, flash our badge, and then just take the car from somebody? What do you think this is? Grand steal a car? It's 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 like the movies. Like ah, surge pricing. God damn it. 
Right? What do you think? This is gone in a minute? Oh, my God. What are all these movie references you're making? I, I'm not it. getting any of them. None <laughs> with, of them sound like With the Nicolas movies. Cage. Is that Fred? <laughs> no, no, yeah. that's still Frank. <laughs> Frank doesn't watch a lot of movies. Frank, I got to level with you. We got to keep a little bit on the down low right now because we assaulted two people back there and managed to get away with it for now. B's been <laughs> arrested and I might still have drugs on me. Oh, shit. I did a little bit of email crime and I oh, waved my, he, my memory he did card. cyber crime. <laughs> Requisitioning, I guess you could say. <laughs> I, I knew B was a badass. That's pretty fucking legit. All right. Well, I mean, look, if you guys need me to, I could break her out of jail. I mean. What? No, you can't, eh, They man. just have her in for questioning. They don't have anything on her. Yeah, it's, it's safe for just to by the book. My Uber's here. Don't do anything illegal. Bye. Wait, we can't Wait. go with you? Yeah, you can fit three. I thought you were going back to the station. The station's like right down the road from the cop station. Oh, I'm going to add another the station state. district. Hey. Sorry, I have to add a second stop. These guys didn't I'll walk. communicate. It's like a block. Good. Okay, so you're not coming. I am sorry, sir. I got, a pol- I got the police scanner on my desk. How do you think I get? Please don't reception? give me a bad review. It's been a bad day, and I slammed the door. Do you have any free water? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's right there in the middle console. Mm, thank um, you. Do you care if I play some like you know music? Oh, uh, do what you got to do. You got any '80s okay, rock? Perfect. <laughs> do you got any ska? <laughs> you got any ska? I I'm going to be playing ska. Christian Hell ska yeah. the whole way back. No! So yes. <laughs> five Iron Friends. Yeah. <laughs> I, I own a Five Iron Frenzy album. So, Andy, I assume you are trying to get back to B's apartment. Yes. Okay. Using the key to get into B's apartment, going behind okay. her bed, getting out the rod, twisting the top off, getting the parchment. Going to the safe. In the closet. In the closet. Getting – I don't remember how I went from there to the next time. There's a key. Well, like I nobody just, can, no, okay, no, there's a key no, in there. Hold on. You have to let him do it. Okay. There's a key there. No helping. But nothing's locked. <laughs> yes. Yes. From there's a parchment to get in the safe. You get the key. <laughs> the key. Then from the key, where do you go? Matthew, <laughs> from stop. the key, I go underneath the cabinet. Which um, cabinet? False bottom. Metal box. <laughs> that's unlocked. <laughs> Did I skip a step? I don't think I have to do anything with this. Business card was for the metal box. But which business card? Where is it? Where is it? And I grab the business card. Where is it? But what? what is the item Like the item the business card is in? I thought it was in a metal box. It is. But, but it's like an old thing box. that you put your <laughs> business cards in. It's like it's like a a, a contacts app, it, but not an it app. Like rotates. It's like a very expensive it, uh, like a wheel a that syllable. was like oh, an important part. That thing, no, whatever the Rolodex or yeah, yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what's the name you're looking for? Peter Samuel Scars. <laughs> <laughs> Skarsgård and Brady, attorneys at law. Skarsgård and Brady. That's great. Either Samuel Brady or Alexander Skarsgård. Get one of them. Wait, why the fuck did I do that other stuff? I didn't need the God, be with your jokes as you're getting arrested. What else did you have to do while you were in there? There was something else you had to do. Sweet taste of sweet tarts, soft and chewy sweet tart ropes. As Andy gets distracted by the sweet tart ropes, he forgets to turn or charge the switch and walks out of fucking failed. I just made a sweet tart rope. How is it? Delicious. Oh, great. Now, are you going back to your apartment? Are you going back to the office? What are you going to do from this point? Go to the, uh, my apartment, clean up eight minutes, 
Um, it is like later in the day now. Because we, I think we were there like just, we were at the like, the ghoul house like just before sunset or something. And then sure. yeah. this whole thing went down. Mm-hmm. And you know, when dealing with the cops, it takes so long. So long. Oh my God. They're, get, they're, try, they're doing it so long because they get overtime. That's so true. Um, I microwave a burrito real quick as I'm like washing my hands and getting the dirt off stuff. Then on the go, grab my car, drive to police station. Okay. Seventy-five percent of the way there, I say fuck the switch. Now <laughs> you you haven't called the number yet. You're just going straight to the police station. I guess I should call the number yet. That's a great point. Okay. Beep boop boop beep boop boop. Uh, uh, to continue my confusion with phones in this, I'll just call. I'll just do it. And if he's not calling me, then I won't get confused. Uh, offices of Brady and Skarsgård, how may I direct your call? Oh, thank God you answered. Uh, you have a client, uh, a B? Kind of quirky. Can you be more specific? Uh, do you have a last name? No. She's kind of quirky, you know, uh, uh, has to have things really explained to them like a couple times. <laughs> uh, oftentimes gives gifts out of nowhere. I, I'm confused. So are you claiming that this person is like Cher and they do not have a last name or you just do not know their last name? I don't know. Um, okay. Do you know if uh, she is a client of I- – I she said that she is, um, and that Skarsgård will Alexander Skarsgård. Alexander Skarsgård will absolutely. I bet he'll know. Okay. Or if if she's not a client, um, we would like to retain his services. Oh, okay. Well, let me uh, see if Mr. Skarsgård is in the office, and she places you on hold, and uh, there is just like this. Old 80s classic rock music playing on the the weight music and uh I bite the burrito. Cheese on my tie. Where'd you get this burrito? I microwaved it. Yeah. Oh god. It's it's hot on the outside, it's cold in the middle, Mm -hmm. just like mama used to make. Oh, I love it. That's the way I like it. It's not as dangerous. But like the hot part is that part that squeezes out onto your tie and it's just like singeing. It's like an ice yeah, cube right wrapped now. in molten cheese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, uh, sir, I just want to let you know I was able to get a hold of Mr. Skarsgård and he would like to speak to you immediately. Okay, yeah, definitely. Uh, yes, hello. Uh, this is Mr. Skarsgård, Alexander. You could call me Alexander. <laughs> I heard that – B is in trouble. Yeah, B is in trouble. She got uh, 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 this is Andy Daniels. I don't know if she's uh, mentioned me before, but uh, she got uh, the uh, uh, I guess arrested or just taken in for questioning. I didn't really get all of it. I was kind of panicking. It's been a day. Okay, what uh, precinct? What police station? Blah 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 what blah city? blah blah. It's that one. Okay, okay. I'll take care of it. Uh, I'll be out there momentarily. And, and, and you, she is a client of yours. He hangs up on you. Oh, well, okay, whatever. Ah, oh, goddammit, my tie. Starts swerving. Crash dead. New character. All right. Uh, Matthew, Agent Hello. C, you're back at the station. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to uh, check up and see if Gina's made it back with uh, get the drug sample to the drug lab. We haven't named our drug lab person, but... <laughs> what? We didn't name our drug lab person. His name is Harold Kobayashi. Oh, I thought he was our our. Uh, uh, oh, we we had a name for it, and I already forgot it again. It starts with a C. Uh, uh, he's a forensic pathologist, and his name is Harold Kobayashi. Yes. 
Okay. I thought it was a coroner. That's what I was thinking. He was the one that tested Sigma, right, for you oh, guys. Oh, okay. So he does both. Man, he's a, man, he's a real, like, Swiss Army man. <laughs> Yeah, he's like a, you know, a scientist. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a scientist. He does all the science. Yes. Yeah, okay. Isn't that how it works? Like, for all intents and purposes, sciences? yes. Can I call him Dr. Kobayashi? I feel, I mean, I can call him Harold, too, if he's cool with it, but I feel like I, I have more respect for him now. Uh, no, yeah, but uh, I'm not really a doctor. See, I never graduated from school. Oh. Yeah, I was recruited into NS9, like... Like a work study program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so, PhD candidate uh, Kobayashi, uh, what, have you found anything uh, going on with this new drug that uh, we found here at the uh, rehab center? Well, yeah. Uh, Gina brought this into me a little, like about an hour ago. And it's uh, very similar to Sigma. It's definitely being manufactured. There is... Hmm something going on. It is definitely not street drugs. Very similar in the sense that if a person takes this, it changes their DNA, the chemistry makeup of their body. And I'm not sure what this is making them into, but I can't imagine it being pretty. Yeah. So we did notice that there is a den of ghouls attached to this facility. So I'm wondering if that's what's causing them. It could be. Even a really big one, too. Like a real real giant of a ghoul. Ooh. Interesting. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we'd have to test this out, but obviously it would be horrific if we were to. But let me keep running some tests. Maybe I could find out more information, uh, you know, maybe the source uh, of the manufacturing or at least the source ingredients. And then from there, maybe you can start investigating where this is coming from. Absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, we'll we'll get the team together and see if we were able to identify anything else. Unfortunately, uh, the cops had to pull B aside, and we didn't really have a good time to sync up before um, everyone kind of split up. Wait, what? Why? Why did you tap your nose like that? Which? Oh no, was no, no! I was, I, was, I was scratching my nose. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I thought she got I'm arrested com- for doing I'm, drugs. No, 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 no. She probably burned a person, but oh. you know the cops got oh. nothing on her, so it's fine. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully she's okay. Ah, she'll be fine. Apparently she's got a really great lawyer. Oh, okay. Not one of ours, but she's got a lawyer. Yeah, because our lawyers aren't that great. Well, I mean, they, you know, they show up. Yeah. Yeah. They don't bring their A game, but they show up. They have heart. You know, they try. (sighs) You know, if they don't have too many other cases going on. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Anyway, appreciate the effort. Uh, if you need anything else from us, let us know. Uh, don't stay here too long. I'm going to check in with Gina, see how uh, things are going with her, and then I'm going to check out with the boss. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, Andy, at this point, you do make it uh, into the office. There is uh, I'm going a- to the police station. Oh, you're going to the police station. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you make it to the police station. What do you do? I try to uh, uh, talk to B if I can. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, unfortunately, when we have a suspect of a crime, we can't allow only uh, the lawyer to enter and speak to them. Um, I'm sorry. Who are you? Oh, I work with her slash oh. neighbor. Oh, well, that's convenient. Slash best friend. Slash best friend. Uh, slash life coach. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. You you do a lot. That's is this manual for the life coaching? No, NS9. As you can see, I'm part of NS9. 
Oh, oh, do you mind if I take a look at that real quick? Ooh, yeah, okay. Oh, great. Um, and they start flipping through the book and they're like, is this, are you like, <laughs> am I on TV? Is this like in Practical Jokesters? Like what? I don't understand. Practical Jokesters. No, it's not that. It's not that. It's a real but thing. This book says there are, like, it's got information it on back. it, like vampires. Give it oh, back. Uh, okay. I mean, oh, oh, you're one of those. You're yeah. a larpster. Okay. Just let me get back there. Can I just, like, walk by the window and give a thumbs up? Uh, no. I'm, a, I'm an officer in you training kind of the law. Do it's you a, have a badge? No, because I'm not there yet. I'm asking oh, for help. Okay, then you can wait in the lobby. <laughs> you? <sighs> um, excuse me, ma'am. It's okay. I'll handle it from here. And you turn around and you see the most magnificent specimen of a man. Whoa. Six foot four, blonde hair, chiseled chin. The, the clothing on his body both fits but is so tight that you can make out the muscular lines of his body. So they did get Whoa, Sam Brady. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> yes. Sam, your Jay Brady is here. Goddamn, uh, you look great. That's me talking in slow motion because no, wait, it's, so it's got to be Alexander Skarsgård just in case Sam doesn't want <laughs> okay. it. Wanted... <laughs> and that's Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> uh, you must be Andy Daniels. Uh, you said you were a friend of B's. Yes. Yes, yes. Great, great. Uh, my name is Alexander Skarsgård. You could just call me Alexander. Going for the handshake. Oh, you you okay. got it, Mr. Skarsgård. <laughs> he shakes your hand. It is both firm Ooh. and soft. Like going to bed under a weighted blanket. Yes, exactly. There's a comfort there that puts you at ease when you touch his hand. And then he looks at you and goes, ah, look, the police, they have a lot of red tape and – a lot of guidelines, but Tell me why don't it. you just come in with me? They'll be they'll be okay with it. That'd be an honor. And uh, at which point he kind of has a quick conversation with the person at the front desk. They start laughing. Uh, they're smiling at each other, and then and then he points back at you, and the cops like nodding, and he goes, "Okay, great, great. So uh, why don't you follow me?" Um, so before we get in there, um, as we walk to the investigation room, uh, that they're more than likely holding her at, uh, yeah, yeah, just have yeah. to ask you some questions. So what happened? Uh, have you, how much do you know about what B gets up to work wise or uh, hobby work wise? I, I guess. Actually, does, does B work? Um, we don't pay I don't her. don't really know. We don't pay B her. No, work. no, no. But she okay. helps out a lot. Yeah, B helps out a lot. So. She is definitely helpful. Yeah, definitely I, I helpful. Agree. Uh, well, uh, let's just say B and I, uh, we are associates and and uh, we have been working together for a while. Gotcha. We were dealing with one of uh, her special cases. Things got a little intense, but it led to a, uh, a, a rehab center. And I didn't see quite what happened, but it was a very intense scene. So she must have done something. Okay. Okay, well, I appreciate that. But uh, we had pro we had reason to go. We found a, like a door, like a fancy door or something, in a underground tunnel. Huh. To the rehab okay. place. Oh, and there's like uh, these weird emails from Kuska Koniesco from uh, 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 Life Pharma with with them there, and I don't know. Things seem a little shady right now. And there's like nobody there, and they kept lying. You know, that's interesting that you say that because I believe uh, LIF, they own Brightview 
rehabilitation centers. So okay, that's probably sense. why you saw those emails. Oh, okay, okay, but okay. uh but okay. Well hey, uh let's don't say anything when you're in there. Let me lead and then um I will kind of let you jump in if I need you for anything. Got okay. It, got it, got it. Got you're it. my assistant now. <laughs> wow. Thanks. All Paralegal. Right. <laughs> so B is in a holding room. Um, there's a table, there's four chairs, two on each side, and uh, there's what looks like a video camera in the corner. Um, there is no viewing wall, so there are no like mirrored walls, and there is just a door. Um, Officer Anderson uh, is in the room with you, and he goes, you know, uh, everything that just happened seems very odd to me. And I just, you know, you're not being charged with anything. I just think it was very important that we got your story, you know, your statements on paper, very clear, just to protect yourself. And uh, look, it's just you and me. We're, we don't even hear, look, watch. And he pulls the cord out of the back of the, the video camera, the security camera that's in the room. See, it's just you and me. So, why don't we just have a conversation? B will smile, but says nothing. I mean, it, you don't want to go over what you said earlier. I'm pretty sure that you said a lot. Uh, you said that this woman was on fire and came into the room and you tried to help her, that you came through a hole in the ground. You've said that you were not charging me with anything. Yeah, Am that's correct. To go? Am I free to go? I mean, you know, as free as anybody can be. Great. Am I handcuffed at this time? Yes. Okay. Since I'm not being charged and I am free to go, I'm asking you to go ahead and uncuff me, and I will be leaving. I mean, B, let's be really honest here. Do you think I brought you in because you assaulted some woman... Do you think that's what's happening here? I'd like to speak to my lawyer. I mean, let's be real honest. Do you think I'm going to give your lawyer enough time to find you alive in this room with me? What? And he starts to like pants a little bit and his eyes are kind of going a little wild and there's like saliva dripping out of the side of his mouth. B, they're coming for you. Your time is up. You know that you're not protected. Do you think the Padre, the Archbishop, they can protect you? You have no idea. And he just starts to kind of like get bigger. It's weird, like his body is just like growing larger. And he's got his hands on the table and he's starting to stand up. And you can see that like there are like small tears starting to come out of the, the clothing that he's wearing. And he goes, do you think that you can get away from us? We had you, and they took you away from us, and we will claim you. And he just starts to, just skin is stretching, and he's getting larger, and his face is starting to contort, and he just does not even look human anymore. And the features are getting darker. And at this point, he, I need you to act under pressure. Nine. Great roll. Okay. So he 
goes to like back at you with an ever uh, growing hand that gets bigger and bigger. How do you protect yourself? Um, so I would like to uh, basically run under his legs. So he's getting bigger and bigger. So I'm assuming that he's kind of like widening his stance to support his body weight. So um, I am going to run up underneath him while also um, uncuffing myself because for fuck's sake, that's all that's that's <laughs> silly. That's silly for someone like me. Uh, so I get out of these handcuffs and uh, I'm just going to get behind him so that as he lurches forward, um, there's nothing there for him. OK, now do you wait for him to make the next move or do you make a move? Um, I think that I just kind of like wait until the moment feels right. So like when he's kind of at critical mass to kind of push over, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, so yeah, at this point, his skin is kind of taking this like reddish purplish hue. Um, you can see that it, it is an extremely muscular, large humanoid looking creature. The, uh, fingernails are growing into what look like talons. He is taking on more just monstrous features and as he swings and misses you he kind of like looks around real quick and he's about to turn around and and find you behind him okay great um at that point i'm going to take uh what's the temperature like in this room i would say comfortable but the heat rating radiating off of this body is starting to make it warm okay um, so I am going to, uh, pull out like a, a sand cone essentially and create like a really large, uh, kind of conal dagger or not really even a dagger, almost like a small, um, jousting implement. And I'm going to like kind of push that underneath the rib cage and toward the heart. Like a T-1000. Stab harm. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. Roll kick some ass. She's probably in there giving them like cinnamon rolls and Baja Blast or something. I'm sure she's fine. Well, I, if I know B, she tends to get herself in trouble. But I'm glad she has a friend, you know, a, uh, like you. That's a 13. Damn! Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you do maximum damage as your joust arm pierces into uh, this creature's body. And as it turns around, you can see that there are these very, like, demon-like features, long teeth, uh, fangs. There are small horns jutting out of its head. Its skin is turning that, like, reddish-purplish color. And you recognize that this person is either possessed by a demon or it was a demon who was presenting itself as a human and is now reverting back to its original form. This has happened in the past. Um, oh, crap. You have small memories of encounters with demons and it just seems like it keeps happening to you. At which point uh, it actually grabs you by the shoulders and it just headbutts you uh, and it does two points of damage to you. Uh, which I believe at this point you can negate two points of damage, correct? Oh, that's correct. I sure yeah. can. And uh, your your vision blurs for a moment. Uh, blood starts to come out of your nose, but it has it's all superficial. Um, you have a smile on your face because it does not impact your your ability to to take damage at this point. You don't take any damage. And he goes, "Oh, 
Sargon will be here for his due soon, and he will take back what is his. And uh, and then at this point, it is going to try to throw you across the room. So I want you to act under pressure. When you say throw me across the room, do you mean throw me toward the door or not toward the door? Um, I would think that you're behind him, so the door's behind you. Because he was in between you and the door. So now he's turned around facing you. The door's behind you. He grabbed your shoulders, headbutted you, and is going to throw you probably like across the room. Not like, not the far wall, but the wall to the side of the door. Okay. I'm sorry, what am I rolling again? Act under pressure. Okay. Whew, 11. Okay. Um, so how what does that look like when you... Uh, break out of his grasp or do you tuck and roll what what happens when he tries to throw you yeah sure so um i assume that the the floors here are dirty and gross so i am going to just slide on the the dirt and grime in this uh in this holding cell or in this in you know room um so i'm basically just gonna like slip on my knees and feet but then kind of as I get close to the uh, to the wall in which he was trying to throw me, I'm going to use that as kind of a launch so that I can build up more pressure because I'm going to come at him with another like sand joust. Okay. And go ahead and do so. Roll that. Kick some ass. That's a 11. Okay. Explain to me how you uh, conquer this creature. Oh, so this is a killing move? This is a killing move. Hell yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Uh, so since I, since I've, uh, been able to like launch myself off of the, uh, of the wall here, I'm going to put my two hands to together to create a super joust and I'm going to be spinning like a goddamn Olympic gymnast through the air. And then I'm just going to pierce through this creature and I'm going to come out of its bloody gorish body as it splits in two, uh, as, a, as a pretty princess champion of blood and gore. <laughs> And as you do so, the door opens and Alexander and Andy steps into the room. The two of you are just pelted with blood. You <laughs> just get doused in streams of blood that is just erupting from what seemingly looks like a demon's body. Okay. Uh, Alex Alexander immediately closes the door. What do you do? Uh, I guess the the bean burrito wasn't the worst thing I was going to get on my tie today. And uh, <laughs> just kind of wipe some gore off my forehead and uh, stare blankly. Dissociate, probably. Do a little dissociating, I think. Well, I knew you were fine, uh, but I figured you'd probably need my help to get out of whatever this mess is this time. Beats. Good seeing you. Mi amore. <laughs> and then he goes in to give you a hug. Uh, we give a goopy hug. What is happening? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're both covered in blood at this point. It is what it is. He starts to wave his hand, and it looks like he is making an incantation. And you notice that the door handle starts to glow a little bit. And he goes, well, we only have a couple of minutes uh, before I would assume somebody is going to come looking for this officer or for us per se. So what I strongly suggest is that um, we 
clean ourselves up and uh, we walk out of here and we act like nothing happened. And, uh, and then maybe it's, uh, B would be best if you lay low for a couple of days and uh, maybe we could talk about what's going on. Understood. And I'm going to pull out um, three changes of clothes for all of us and some wet wipes. <laughs> can you, can, I'm sorry, can you pull me out like a nice suit? <laughs> Absolutely. I reach in like elbow deep. Mm-hmm. Normally I'm only wrist deep. Elbow deep into the Versace collection. <laughs> I pull him out a, a nice, a nice suit. You have to go that deep to get to the V section. so the three of you change your clothes and uh at which point um you are just wiping off the rest of the blood from the exposed skin from the dirty clothes that you already have you are kept enough he waves his hand unlocks the door and the three of you walk out and he goes andy yeah. Everything's fine. Uh-huh. We are releasing your friend. Uh-huh. We are going to post bail, and uh, we're just going to get out of here. So okay. uh, just stay calm, my friend. Okay. Post bail? She hasn't been charged with anything. <laughs> yeah, I've never been charged. Well, that's fair. Yes. I spoke to the officer, and we can clearly see that she has nothing to be charged for, so we are walking out of here. Good, good, good. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Andy, did you charge my switch? Uh, uh. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's been a day. And that is where we're going to call it. Hey everyone, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to our new Geekly Inc. project, Vanguard of the Veil. We're having so much fun playing and producing this new show, so stay tuned for more to come. If you're interested in learning more about our podcast, follow us on Twitter at Vanguard Veil. If you want to hear more shows like ours, make sure to check out Cthulhu and Friends and Greetings Adventurers, a part of the Geekly Inc. network. If you wanted to follow the people who make this show, you can follow the keeper, Fred, at I Think I'm Fred. Agent C is played by Matthew at Matthew M. Morris. Andy is played by Tim at Tim Lanning, and B is played by Veronica at Typical Veronica. Our show is also edited by Steph at Steph O. Kingston and produced by yours truly. All music and sound effects are courtesy of Epidemic Sounds.